We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday, it's February 27th, it is 2024. We have nine NBA games to talk about here on today's podcast. Small slate on Monday, back with a normal size slate here on Tuesday, joined by my good buddy, Keith Eister, Eyes819. Keith, what's happening, my friend? Not too much. Uh, need the Heat to keep doing their thing and De'Aaron Fox to pick it up a little bit. Looks like he's gotten going a little bit. Slow start for Fox, but uh, played him over Sabonis. Uh, had a bunch of Matherin and Scotty Barnes, who absolutely went nuts. Triple-double for him, plus five blocks. So awesome game for, for Scotty Barnes. Uh, so potential for a decent night here if uh, we can get some De'Aaron Fox going. Oh, there you go. Well, I'm, I'm rooting for De'Aaron Fox then. Um I I lived in the betting streets on this NBA slate, and I think I went three and one. So good night. I mean, that's that's how we want. The the one that I missed was Triple J, and uh, he looked lost on the court. Memphis, yeah, he wasn't Memphis out there at all, man. <laughs> like Memphis in general, just looked lost um, in that game. So I know I, mi- I missed that one, but um, yeah, I mean, can't win them all, right? Yeah. I was going to bet. I I haven't even checked like the heat game, but I was gonna bet Duncan Robinson's threes, and it opened at like some ridiculous number. When it, yeah, I, it, first thing I looked at too, as soon as uh, the suspensions came down, I was like, man, you talk about it all the time on the podcast that the Kings really struggle against the three, and Duncan Robinson is in a great spot. So I I checked that too, but it was three and a half, and the, and the over was juiced. Yeah, and then like so, I live in Florida. I couldn't get anything on like some of the bench players from Miami that I wanted to. So it was just I ended up not touching that game. So hope everyone's having a fantastic Monday night. What's up, YouTube? 
Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Uh, Keith, before we jump into this NBA slate, I just want to say, like, I was working on the schedule for Morning Grind for March today, and I got a little excited when I was working on the end of the schedule for March, and we got opening day like a month away. Um, I mean, baseball, I'm not going to say it's back yet, but it's back. Yeah, it it is it is back. It's fully back for me. I'm gonna get to a spring training game, hopefully this week, if if not this week, definitely in the, the coming weeks. But been following that super closely. My Cubs finally spent the money to get Cody Bellinger in the door. So super ex- excited about them. I think they got some young guys coming as well. Just gonna be a, a great season overall. Can't can't wait till it gets here. Yeah, I'm going I'm going to a baseball game tomorrow night. Um my my gators are in town. Nice. Uh, facing facing the the local college here so um get to go watch my gators play so taking my my four-year-old to his first baseball game i'm excited for that so dad life all right let's uh let's talk some basketball let's talk some hoops we get started here right off the bat golden state at washington 242 and a half total it's the highest total that we have on the slate, Golden State has the highest implied team total with a minus 10.5 here against Washington. Santos is out for Golden State. Colaby is out for Washington. Advia and Kaspert are questionable for Washington. So let's start here with the Golden State side of things. I kind of like this new role for Clay Thompson off the bench. I think it honestly gives him a little bit more upside with this team. I think that and a matchup against Washington, Clay coming off the bench is somewhat interesting. Curry in this fantastic matchup is somewhat interesting. If you think the game is going to stay close, I think that's kind of where you're looking at here. Um, obviously, Chris Paul's back or expected back here um, for this game. How much does Chris Paul being back affect on like affect how you're going to approach Golden State here? Yeah, I, I think he makes it pretty challenging. Um, I. I Clay's role off the bench is is interesting in this matchup. It's obviously a great matchup, but the Chris Paul edition kind of makes it a little difficult to figure out minutes. You know Curry's going to get his. I assume Kaminga and Draymond still keep their roles. I think Pods is probably the guy he really affects, um, so I, I wouldn't touch him. And Paul's probably limited here. I don't, I don't know that he's going to come back and play 28 minutes right off the jump. I think he plays 20. Yeah, I think I think that's about right. Um, but it, it just makes all these secondary pieces tough to play. So I Curry, I think, is in play just because of the ceiling against Washington. Uh and Draymond, I, I feel pretty good about him keeping his minutes as well. Uh and then Kaminga I have a little interest in. I think there's more risk than there was certainly without Paul. Um, but Kaminga's been playing really well. So it's Curry, Kaminga, and Draymond, the three I'm really looking at. And and Clay off the bench. I like that call as well. Usage looks pretty good. He's been playing a lot better in that role. Um, and he, like, he's like your prototypical guy to come off the bench and just start chucking, right. He should have massive usage in that role. So I, I like the clay call too. Yeah. And like, even if Chris Paul doesn't start and he's playing on that second unit with clay, it, Chris Paul is not a guy that's going to take a high usage rate. He's actually probably going to get the ball to clay and help clay exactly. even more. Yeah. So, I think it helps clay. Yeah, looking at, like, the other night, for instance, in that Denver game, Clay had 26.5 fantasy points in the first half. He ended the game with 28.5. He had a terrible second half. Like, his upside his upside is there, right? It, it's there. And I think his upside's higher when he's not on the floor with, like, Curry and Wiggins and Kaminga. So, 
I, I think that Clay is my favorite play here from Golden State, just in general. Um, Kaminga, I, I like Kaminga just in general. I just his ceiling has been so capped, and just with Draymond on the floor, I just feel like it just hurts Kaminga. So, I think for me, it's it's Curry, it's Clay. Maybe a little bit of Draymond, but again, Draymond's minutes are kind of all over the place and his ceiling's kind of been capped. So it's a it's kind of tough with Golden State because I mean they should they should crush here, right? Like at the end of the day. Yeah, it, it's the rebounds for me for Kaminga and, and Draymond, especially. Uh Washington is a, a fantastic rebounding matchup. Let's go to the Washington side of this game. I mean, some pieces here, right? Colby out. Shamit questionable, Kasprick questionable, um, Advia, who we have been on a lot here with his new role, kind of, I just don't know if it was like the heel was bothering him coming out of the All-Star break or if he heard it in that Denver game and tried to play through it, but he, it, it just wasn't the same <laughs> that we saw right there before the break. I think my favorite play from Washington here is going to be Bagley. Uh, just nobody really behind Bagley. I think the minutes are kind of... I don't want to say safe, but I think the minutes are safe in this spot for Bagley. And I mean, Tyus Jones and like Jordan Poole coming off the bench, maybe take some shots on Jordan Poole. Maybe this is what he needed is to come off the bench for Washington and getting a matchup with his former team here. So I, I think it's Bagley, Poole, and then Kuzma is, I think, your high upside play um, most nights. Yeah, Jordan Poole's the guy I want to talk about. I mean, the revenge narrative, you know he's going to be getting his shot up. Uh, he's been shooting a lot more since moving to the bench. Like, It was just shocking to me how little usage he was getting uh, coming over to this Washington team, uh, just kind of yielding to Kuzma, even Avia here recently. But since moving to the bench, he's been shooting a lot more. Uh, 21 shot attempts in his last game. Uh, he also took 21 shots last when uh, he played Golden State earlier in the season. So... Pool is 5,800. I really think he's going to be chucking out there. Um, he's playing better off the bench, and he's still he's playing more minutes, actually, since moving to the bench than he was in the starting lineup, which is just wild. Um, it's I think it's just kind of however he's playing. If he's playing well, they're just going to keep running him out there. Um, so hopefully the shot's falling. I think Pool has tremendous ceiling at 5,800. Um, and then I like the Bagley call, and Kuzma is always fine trying to find a ceiling. I do like Kuzma if Obvia sits. I think his re rebounding upside uh, gets raised quite a bit without Obvia on the floor. Uh, if Obvia plays, I still have interest there, too. Uh, he's had a great role since the trade deadline. Yeah, I mean, the other thing is, like, Shamit, right? If Shamit misses this game, too, like, Shamit's coming off a game where he just played 37 minutes the other night when Obvia sat. So we're watching a lot here just in general for Washington. And luckily this is an early game. We should get this news pretty early and we should be able to adjust on how we want to approach this team. Um, if we get Colby, Shaman, Navia out, do we fire up? And like, this sounds dirty a little bit, but do we fire up some Johnny Davis here? Would Johnny <laughs> Davis have to play like 30 minutes in this game? Yeah, I mean, if you get all of them out, and Kispert too, um, if you get all of them out, then I definitely think Johnny Davis is in in play. Um, at 16 minutes, he only put up four and a half points. I think he's traditionally been pretty good per minutes-wise. Uh, has struggled a little bit here recently, but he has been getting the run. If they're missing a couple of guys, I think he's definitely going to be out there. 
And like, if this game does turn into a blowout, like they're not taking him off the floor. He'll yeah, probably play. Yep. Him and him and Baldwin and Holmes and Butler probably play the blowout minutes if it gets that way. All right, Brooklyn at Orlando, two sixteen and a half total here. Orlando a seven and a half point favorite. Brooklyn is on a back to back here. We did get news that Ben Simmons will not play in this one. Cam Thomas left the game. With a sprained ankle, highly doubt he plays in this one, but we'll see. And then on the Magic side of things, Paulo is questionable. Uh, he's dealing with an illness, and Isaac is dealing with, and just what what's hurting on Isaac today? I mean, like we got very lucky that it was nothing with the nothing serious, but I'd be shocked. Um, looking at like how much pain he was in, I think it was Sunday against Atlanta. I highly doubt Isaac plays in this game which helps Brooklyn defensively because Isaac's so good defensively. But anyway, let's talk Brooklyn. No Simmons, potentially no Cam Thomas. Is this a spot where even in a tough defensive matchup, we're maybe firing some Schroeder or Dennis Smith Jr. at these prices? Yeah, I mean, if Cam Thomas misses, that's taken a lot of usage off the floor. I think you can even look at paying up for Bridges. I, I don't love this game environment overall, Orlando doesn't play that real fast and they play great defense. So it's, it's not a good matchup here, but if Cam Thomas is out, I think you have to have some interest. Schroeder actually played really well Monday night. Uh, Price is down at, at 4,800 and, and he's been playing upper twenties minutes. So I think Schroeder without Cam Thomas is definitely in play. Um, don't hate Dennis Smith jr. Either. I think I prefer Schroeder slightly. Uh, I think Claxton is in play without Simmons. He just has a higher minutes ceiling without Simmons on the floor. Um, also should help his rebounding rate. So Claxton is, is a little bit interesting. Like normally I would have almost no interest in this game, but because of the injury situations with no Simmons, if Cam Thomas were to miss as well, I actually do have some interest here. Yeah. I think the, the biggest thing here is, is Cam Thomas potentially missing this game. Like Simmons matters. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to sit here and say that Simmons doesn't matter, but when we, Kate, when we take like, cam thomas off the floor we honestly see so much increase for a few guys that i mean schroeder is at 3.3 oh i gotta take um i gotta take spencer dinwiddie off the floor too because like he's not with this team anymore so like dinwiddie was the guy that got the second biggest bump so looking at this schroeder um schroeder definitely gets the biggest bump here like you mentioned you know, Lonnie Walker. I don't know if you mentioned Lonnie Walker or not, but Lenny Walker, Cam Johnson, these guys um, definitely see a nice increase. So tough matchup, slow game, not a game that I think you'd target. But I mean, if if we do get news here on Thomas sitting, I think Lonnie Walker at 3,900 is, is a guy we want to target in this game. Orlando side, I mean, Paulo potentially missing this game would be huge for Wendell Carter Jr. at 5,300. I think that you definitely want to take some shots on him. Um, I mean, I think Paulo ends up tries to play through this illness, but if he does sit, I think that it's a bump to Franz, Wendell Carter Jr. The guard situation is still so messy. I just... I don't think I want to touch it on a nine game slate. So I think it'd be Wendell Carter and Franz for me and maybe getting like some tournament exposure here to like a Mo Wagner as well. Maybe he plays a little bit extra minutes with Paulo out. 
Yeah, I, I'm hoping that Paulo just plays and I don't have to mess with it because I don't have any interest in Orlando if Paulo is in there. Right. If if he if he's out, like it's like again a situation that you have to look at in a not great game environment. Uh, I agree. It's Wendell Carter Jr. He started at the four on Sunday, I believe that was when Paulo missed. Uh, next to Goga, Gogo didn't play much. He only played what 18 minutes, I think it was. Yeah, 18 minutes. Like you have to consider Goga if he starts again uh, in that situation. He's up to 4,400, so I don't think he's like a smash type of play by any means. But he'd be in play. Uh, the guard situation, I just cannot touch with Fultz back. Like they're just playing everybody like 20 minutes. It's it, it's unbearable. Um, even with Gary Harris out over the weekend, like it's just not a situation that we can target at this point. They're just spreading out the minutes way too much. So uh, if Paulo misses, it's Wendell Carter Jr. and Franz Wagner and maybe some Goga. If, if Paulo's in there, I don't have any interest. It's kind of where I'm at. The only way I'm getting some magic exposure here is Franz. Or not, if, if Paulo misses, um, yep. I'd have interest in Franz and Wendell Carter Jr. Dallas at Cleveland. 233.5 total in this game. Cleveland, a three and a half point favorite. Exum is doubtful. Cleveland's good to go. Let's talk Dallas here. I know that there's a question mark next to Luca's name. He's probable to play in this one. Tough matchup. First time these two teams played, Kyrie sat. Luca put up 63 fantasy points. Is Luca worth 12K with Kyrie against a tough defense like Cleveland? I mean, that, I think that is always a big question. You know, your initial answer is always yes. Luca's always worth it, but we live in a world of a salary cap. We have some really good plays on the slate. What are your thoughts here on Dallas and Luca? Yeah, initial thoughts is I don't I don't love Luca here. Um, Kyrie active, really tough matchup against Cleveland, who's now fully healthy. Uh, they've been a top defensive team for years with this group. It's just not a great spot. The flip side of that is Luca can smash in any matchup and. It just doesn't matter sometimes if he's going to be out there for 42 minutes and take a ton of shots like he always does and do everything else he always does. Of course, he can pay off 12K no matter the matchup. But I don't see myself getting there. Like you said, there's a couple of other great game environments later on in the slate. I, I don't see myself having a ton of Luka. I don't, I don't really like anybody from Dallas here, to be honest. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah. Like, it's a terrible spot for Gafford. His minutes have been just, I mean, Lively's come back and they've just kind of split minutes. So not a situation I want to touch. P.J. Washington's playing enough where I don't want to play those guys either. 
but he's not really doing anything. I mean, the usage is all Kyrie and Luca, and I don't know if I want to pay these prices for these guys um, overall. And then on the Cleveland side, maybe Allen and Mobley, like point guards against this team have been good. Maybe Mitchell. I mean, I think this is a, a good competitive basketball game. I mean, Jared Allen, the first time these two teams played, Jared Allen just went absolutely bonkers, but Mobley was out. Allen, I think, had like 60-plus fantasy points. It's just now like they're fully – they're good to go. I mean, Garland's minutes are back. Mitchell's back. Allen's good. Mobley's good. It's just a healthy Cleveland team, and they're a really stout team just in general. Um, Anything jumping off the page to you here? Nothing jumping off the page. Like you said, they're just they're healthy now. I think everybody's priced appropriately. I like the matchup against Dallas. Um, but trying to figure out whether it's going to be Allen or Mobley going off. I think one of them does, but guessing which one is going to be a problem. And then Garland, I think, definitely impacts Mitchell's ceiling as well. So good matchup. I'll probably sprinkle in some Mitchell. And I think I lean Mobley over Allen in this spot, but it's not a, a strong take by any means. Um I'll probably have some some exposure to Mitchell and Mobley, but not they're not pri- priority targets at all. Yeah, it's so it's so wild when Allen and Mobley are on the floor together. It just it crushes Allen's upside. I mean, he had 18 fantasy points in the first half the other night. It's zero fantasy points when Mobley was on the floor um, in the first half. So all 18 fantasy points was when Mobley was out when he checked back in the second quarter. So it, it's so hard for me to pick which one of these two, but I, I think one of these two have a good game. I, like yeah. if you're, if you're doing like a 20 inch max or if you're 150 and like, I don't think I would play Mobley and Allen together. I think I'd play like a zero to one group on these two guys and get some exposure to both of them here because I, I could see them having a good game. Yeah. Love that call. Definitely zero to one group for me as well. Philly at Boston, 227.5 total. Boston, 12.5 point favorite. Covington and Bede out. Martin questionable. Boston's good to go. Philly just hasn't been that. They just haven't been the same team without Embiid. They've been worse defensively. They've been worse offensively. Shocking. You take out one of the best players in the NBA and your team gets worse. Um, what are we doing here with the 76ers in this tough matchup against Boston? Not playing them. Um, Maxie's been a little bit better recently. I'll give him that, but I, I have a hard time seeing Philly keep this one close. I think Boston has their way with them. It's probably Maxie if I'm clicking anybody just because he can explode and have a ceiling. Uh, DeAnthony Melton back hurts guys like Buddy Heald and Kelly Oubre. I just, I, I think it, it caps uh, Tobias's ceiling a little bit as well. They have Kyle Lowry now also, who's going to see some minutes. Um, I just I don't have any interest in this Philly team. It's it's a tough team to target anyway. Uh, now that they've added Melton and Lowry back into the mix, uh, and then you you add in the really tough matchup against Boston. I, I think it's a stay away spot for Philly. It's kind of where I'm at. I, I feel like it, it's just overlooked how much Melton and Batum, like Batum yeah. and Kyle Lowry, have affected things. Right? Just so I just don't want to touch Philadelphia here. Like Maxi would be the guy I'd play, but not at 8,800 against this team. So Boston, I mean, Boston's kind of in the same thing. Like they're very, they're very healthy. I mean, like everybody's good to go. They're a stout team just in general. Like I just don't want anything to do here with Boston either. I mean, Tatum and Brown, Porzingis, always guys you can fire shots at in large tournaments, but I just think there's better options on the slate. 
I think there's better options too. I will say as long as Jalen Brown's going to keep being priced under 8K, you can always take shots on that for sure. Um, But again, I I think Boston wins in a blowout here. I'm scared that they don't get their full allotment of minutes. Like you need Brown to play those 36, 37 minutes for him to hit a ceiling. And I'm just not sure that he's going to get them here. So I like the price. The matchup is good against Philly, but I am concerned about the blowout. Um, I don't think I'm, on a, on a big enough slate, nine games, I don't think we need to chase like blowout type stuff either. So probably mostly staying away from Boston, maybe a little bit of Jalen Brown sprinkled in. Yeah, I mean, like your blowout play would probably be Derek White, but 6,600, it's asking a lot from like hoping the game doesn't stay close and he gets a little bit of extra run. He's been really yeah, good I mean, against Philadelphia this year. I think Pritchard at 3,700 would be the, if I was taking a shot on the blowout, yeah. Pritchard would be the guy. I don't think I want to do that, but I do want to play this game. Utah at Atlanta, 237 and a half total here. Atlanta, three-point favorite. Utah's good to go. Kongwu and Trey Young out for Atlanta. This is going to be the game. Um, They priced up DeJounte Murray, and we'll get to that in just a second, but let's start here with Utah. It's a phenomenal spot going up against Atlanta. Very fast-paced game, very little defense. This is the type of game that I think Keontae George could really benefit. This is like a college basketball type field game. Very fast paced, little defense. I think that we see DeJounte guard Sexton and Keontae George have an upside spot here. Yeah, I I like that call a lot. They finally priced Keontae George appropriately, um, but the matchup is elite. Uh, 5,700, he's been down in the 4Ks and we've been playing a ton of him here recently. Uh, since he took over the starting point guard role. Um, but because of the matchup, I think he's still very much in play, even with the price increase. Uh, the other guy, Markinen is, is great. I think he could certainly find a ceiling here. Uh, we'll definitely want some exposure to him. And John Collins is the other guy I want to talk about. Uh, the minutes have been a little bit more secure. There's still some risk with Kessler coming off the bench now, but uh, Collins moving back to the five really raises his ceiling, in my opinion. Uh, he's been rebounding great. Had 18 rebounds two games ago against Charlotte. Uh, Capella, I assume, is still limited on the other side. They they do have Bruno Fernando there, who's a good rebounder as well. But I, I think Collins could, could put up 15 boards in this spot, no problem. Um, also a revenge game for, for Collins. I, I don't factor that in much, but for those that, that do, it's out there. Um, but I, I just love Collins at the five for this team. I think his, his upside is tremendous. And then Clarkson and Sexton, I think, benefit from the fast-paced environment as well, similar to uh, Keontae George. Yeah, like, are you kind of thinking that the same thing as, like, DeJounte guard Sexton? Like, that that's my whole thought process on why I like George here. Yeah, I, I think that makes sense. Sexton's the bigger usage guy. I, I think DeJounte generally guards the ball, so it wouldn't surprise me to see him on George also. Um but yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, Sexton is certainly the primary scorer in the offense, and it, it would make sense to keep DeJounte on him. All right, Atlanta side, no Trey Young, no Kongwu. Um, I mean, we, what is it, four weeks now we're going to be without Trey Young is kind of yep. what they're talking about. So, I mean, here we go. This is going to be the the look of Atlanta for a good bit of time um, with no Trey Young. You know, when we take Trey Young and Okongwu off the floor, uh, obviously you get a lot of like bumps here, but biggest bump is going to be DeJounte Murray and DeAndre Hunter. And DeJounte Murray is 8,900, probably right where he should be, but I think he'll still be very popular. Great, great spot against like he's not facing 
Orlando, Cleveland, Minnesota. He's facing Utah. This game is going to be very fast. Jalen Johnson is a guy that I really like in this spot. And for the value, I think DeAndre Hunter is going to be someone that is just going to be a staple in lineups today. I love the DeAndre Hunter Hunter call. I, I definitely wanted to make sure to get that out there. The minutes have been coming up. He's been seeing around 28 minutes here recently, uh, and he's been playing really well. Uh, I mentioned Capella Limited. Capella has only played 17 minutes and 19 minutes in the last two games. If they're going to keep him around 20 minutes, I think the upside for uh, Jalen Johnson and DeAndre Hunter is just through the roof. So uh, love Johnson, love Hunter. And, and DeJounte is, is one of the top players on the slate. I think he's still a little bit underpriced because of the matchup. Uh, Utah plays at a top 10 pace. Uh, they're not very good on defense. DeJounte is going to do everything. We saw this when he was with the Spurs. Like, it's it's his offense now. Uh, Triple-double is absolutely in play in this spot. I think he should be like 9,400. So just a couple hundred too cheap, but great matchup. Uh, and he's going to do everything for this team. So I, I'm going to have a ton of DeJounte, even if he's popular. Uh, chat, Yeezy wants to know thoughts on Bogdanovich here. I mean, he's going to play big minutes, right? Yeah, I, I think he's fine. He's so scoring dependent. He does a little bit of, of assisting and rebounding as well, but he really needs to score like 20, 25 points, actual points to get you there, which he certainly can in this matchup. Um, I don't I, I prefer taking a shot on, on Hunter for a little bit cheaper, but, but bogey's in play for sure. I don't think we could touch Capella right now. Um, no. Fernando, not a guy, I think, like, if you're going to go there, I mean, I think it'd be like I'd play CK. Fernando over. I'd play Fernando over Capella is all I was going to say. Until we see Capella back up into the 26-minute range. Man, Hunter is going to be chalky. Gosh, he's going to be chalky. Yeah. He's too cheap. He is. They, I think they, they did a good job pricing Atlanta, just in general. Like you could sit, we could sit here and argue that maybe there's a couple guys that are underpriced, but I I think Hunter was the overlook for pricing here. Yep. All right. New Orleans at New York, 219 total in this game. New Orleans, a one and a half point favorite. Alvarado out, McCollum and Zion questionable. The Knicks on a back to back. We'll be waiting on their injury report here. Let's talk Pelicans first. I mean, first of all, right? Like, we'll just start off by saying if Zion and McCollum bullshit, Brandon Ingram is a, a top-end play for me on this slate. If they both sit, if Zion sits, I, I think I'd play Valanchunas. You know, you're always worried a little bit about, like, Nance, but I think Valanchunas would be in play. And then maybe some Trey Murphy if McCollum, and McCollum sits, but I don't think I want to play, like, Hawkins. I don't trust that. I don't necessarily trust like Najee Marshall to get much run. So I, I think it'd be Ingram definitely. And then sprinkle in some Valanciunas and Murphy. But uh, overall, like if McCollum and Zion play, I don't have a ton of interest in the Pelicans in the spot. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. If McCollum and Zion are in, I don't have a ton of interest. It's just a slow game. Both teams play slow. Both teams play good defense. So not not a great DFS environment. Um, if McCollum and Zion are out, now we have to look at, at Ingram for sure. Uh, the Man, the point guard situation was a mess. Um, hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your 
happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Yeah, Hawkins barely got any run. He lost run to Matt Ryan over the weekend. So I I don't trust Hawkins at this point either. Like with Alvarado and Daniels out, I thought he was going to play a ton of minutes on Sunday and it just didn't, uh, which was a little bit surprising. I think Herb, you mentioned Trey Murphy. I like that call. I think Herb Jones is the other guy. If Zion and McCollum are out, you could certainly take a look at 38 minutes without those two. He could play massive minutes again in this spot. So that's more of a, a minutes thing, not a, a great permanent producer, but uh, Herb would be in play as well. Uh, let's go to the Knicks here. Big game from Jalen Brunson. He scored 35 points. Shout out to the squad ride over there on Discord. He was the squad pick. Uh, what are your thoughts here on New York? Yeah, I mean, the back-to-back makes it tough. The slow slow pace of the game makes it tough. Um, if if Zion and McCollum play on the other side, I don't think I have a ton of interest here. Uh, Brunson has immense ceiling uh, w- with the trades that they've made and Randall still being out. Um, I just I don't love this spot for him, especially since it's a back-to-back. Josh Hart's going to play a ton of minutes. Preston Shachu is going to play a ton of minutes. Um, like they're they're priced appropriately though, uh, and probably in, oh, a little bit overpriced in this matchup. Honestly, Divincenzo's usage has fallen back a little bit since the addition of Bogdanovich and, and Alec Burks. He did have a nice game Monday night finally after struggling in a couple, but not the matchup I want to pay seventy three hundred for Divincenzo. And I just n- no real interest in the Knicks, especially if. Um, Zion and McCollum are out. I think the blowout could be in play, although the back-to-back doesn't help the Knicks. But just it's it's an ugly game overall. I don't think we could overlook just how much Josh Hart is playing right now. Yeah, that's fair for sure. He's playing forty minutes a night. Yeah, and, and like, I just I don't think we can. I, yeah, I get it. He's sixty-seven hundred. We don't pay. We don't want to pay sixty-seven hundred for Josh Hart. But like, even again, like looking at the game against Detroit, he had. 23 points, he had two steals, he had a block, he had six assists and eight rebounds. Played 42 minutes. Like he's taking he's taking double digit shots. He's playing 40 plus minutes. He's rebounding at a high rate with, you know, Randall off the floor. As much as I hate to say it, I think we have to keep looking at Josh Hart. Like I don't love the spot, but I love anybody that's going to play 40 minutes a night, like and I definitely would rather pay $300 less for Hart than Precious. Um, so I think Josh Hart, as much as I hate to say it, I think like if he's going to keep playing 40 minutes a night, like we just can't like overlook him right now. Yeah, I agree. If, if I was playing a Nick, I think he'd be my first, first guy, even over Brunson. I just don't want to pay up for Brunson in this matchup. I almost Keith I almost pulled the trigger on Detroit um, plus – I think what was it, like plus – Forget what their plus number was, but I almost pulled the trigger on it last night. I think it was like plus ten or something. Oh, they almost got it, it done. <laughs> well, yeah. they got the plus ten done for sure. Yeah, I, I forget. Maybe it was like right. eight and a half, nine and a half. Yeah. I, I don't. The notebook I used is over there for yesterday's podcast, so I don't have it in front of me. It's driving me crazy now. I'm so curious. Oh, here it is. It's right here. Detroit. Yeah, it's plus eleven. I almost pulled the trigger. I wish I would have. All right, moving on. Hey, Detroit at Chicago. 230 total in this game. Chicago minus 12-point favorites. Uh, Craig Levine-Williams out. Detroit on the second end of a back-to-back. We'll start with Detroit. Hey, we just got done talking about that game. It was a good game. Detroit played well. They're playing better. 
Um, Cade's been playing really good. He had 30-plus points again. Fontecchio, Duran, Ivy, these guys are just kind of playing the role. Grimes is somebody I talked about on the podcast yesterday. He had a solid game. Um, I think he's a guy that I, I potentially go back to here. Uh, just We got the news today on Monday that Sasser is going to miss at least a week. And I think Grimes keeps playing like 23 to 26 minutes off the bench here. And he's just completing with like Fournier, Flynn, Wiseman for shots. And like, I think he's the scorer off the bench for this team. He's 4,100. His price went up a little bit. I don't mind taking some tournament shots on him, but I don't think we can overlook like how good Cade's been playing recently. Yeah. Cade, Cade had a great game Monday night. Um, I was on crunch time. I talked about his minutes a little bit. Like I was a little worried about him not having a minute ceiling. I'm checking it. He played 36 minutes. So I, yeah. I was wrong about that. I thought he would only play like 32 minutes, um, even in a close game. And he got up to 36. So good to see that. Now I have reservations again because of the back to back. So I don't That's see true. myself playing Cade. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I was, my take Monday night was wrong that they were going to be careful with him. Um, so he could very well play 35 plus minutes again, but a slow paced team in Chicago. I, I don't see myself playing Cade in this spot. Uh, I love the Grimes call. I'm totally on board with that. I think he's underpriced for his current role. The guy I keep chasing is Fontecchio, and I think he has upside in, in, on this team. I think he has their shots available for him. Um, I just, I don't know. It's been it's been a frustrating ride with Fontecchio, but he's going to have a few ceiling games mixed in there, so I don't mind sprinkling him in. But I, I certainly prefer Grimes. If Cade sits, right? Let, let's talk about that real quick, because like, That's, okay, that could be in play for sure. Yeah, he played 36, so they they bumped his minutes up in this game. Maybe they rest him in this one. Um, the line definitely, like Detroit being a 12-point dog in this game, definitely suggests that I think like Cade could potentially sit in this game. So let's just talk about that really quick. It'd be... Ivy would obviously Ivy. get the start. He'd play 30-plus minutes. There's still a ton of minutes there. Do we think it'd be Grimes? I don't think they want it to be Flynn. I think it'd be Grimes getting 30 plus minutes. I think it, I think, yeah, it would be Grimes. Um, yeah, I mean, because Ivy can run the, a little bit of point too. I, I'm not sure if they trust Grimes to run point, but the, I, I think they trust him over Malachi Flynn. I'm with you there. Um, maybe Ivy is the primary ball handler and, and Grimes slides in at the two. So I, I think Grimes is the guy that would start. Maybe Fournier as well would be the other name, but my guess would be, would be Grimes. Yeah, I mean, can't um, I would think that like Fontecchio could be a guy that handles the ball a little bit too. Yeah, that's possible. All right, it'd be interesting to see if if Cade plays, it definitely bumps down a little bit here. But if Cade sits, it definitely opens up some potential plays here for Detroit. Yeah, I mean, Ivy would be a, a smash in that that spot. Yeezy Yeezy knows me, by the way. He knows what's about to happen here with Chicago. Um, <laughs> He 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 posted in chat. He said, "AU uh, AU is too cheap for a matchup against Detroit. This guy has gone over thirty-eight fantasy points in three of his last four games. This is a phenomenal spot for him. As much as I like White and DeRozan and Vooch, AU is like a thousand dollars too cheap in this spot. Yeah, he's been playing awesome. He's been playing a ton of minutes for like a month straight. About here. time. Yeah, um, and he's been been." 
outstanding. And now he's starting to shoot the ball more as well. And he's been a great shooter since college, so uh, just hasn't been getting the usage when playing next to guys like Levine and DeRozan. Now with Levine out, um, he's starting to get more shots up, and he's a phenomenal play in a great matchup against Detroit. So love the I.O. call. Um, I think Kobe White is a great great play in this spot as well. Um, certainly prefer saving the money with I.O., but a, a ceiling game from Kobe White would not surprise me. Booch and DeRozan, I think, are in play, but just they're not exciting at this point. I, I would r- much rather uh, chase ceiling from I.O. and Kobe. Yeah, I mean, you want like 35 to 40 points and play Vooch and DeRozan. I mean, they're they're uber consistent. They're very, very consistent plays. Just, I mean, not a ton of people play cash games anymore. And I feel like cash games have changed from like five years ago where you're just like, hey, I want some floor, uh, especially in the NBA. Like you're, you're playing riskier plays in cash games now too. So like no. cash game specialists over here. Um, <laughs> Don't pick up my head-to-heads in NASCAR. That's all I'm going to tell you. <laughs> San Antonio at Minnesota, 224.5 total here. Minnesota, 13.5 point favorite. Bassey out for San Antonio. Clark out for Minnesota. Gobert questionable. Definitely one we're going to be watching here with the matchup against San Antonio. Let's talk San Antonio. Wimby's 9,900. This is a terrible spot. Three matchups this year. He's averaging 32 minutes and 46 fantasy points. 46 fantasy points at 9,900. I don't think gets it done on a nine-game slate. Hate the spot for San Antonio. I think I'm going to pass on Wimby and this whole team in the spot. Yeah, Wimby has ceiling in any matchup. Uh, like you said, they played him yeah. three times. He was pretty good in two of them and terrible in one of them. Um, so I agree. Like it's If Gobert misses, I think that changes it a little bit. I think That does change has, my thought process, yeah. Yeah, he has way more ceiling if Gobert misses this game. Um, but if Gobert's in there, I, I'm probably not chasing a Wemby ceiling game here. Like you said, I mean, at almost 10K, he needs, what, 60, 60 DK points to really pay off that salary? That's a tough ask against Minnesota, so I, I probably stay away as well. I, and that Vassal's price is up there now. I, I don't think I have any interest in, in San Antonio outside of Wemby, and it's really Wemby only if Gobert sits. Yeah, you make a great – you made an excellent point there. If Gobert is out – Cat potentially trying to guard Wimby would be a field day for Wimby. Sorry, Cat. Yeah. <laughs> um, Carly Towns has never been a good defender. I mean, and if they stick like Nas Reed on him, like, listen, it's just that would be a field day type of spot. I think he could get 60 plus in the spot if, if Gobert sits. So I think you made an excellent point there. Minnesota side of this one, you like the spot. You like the spot even more if Gobert sits. But the pricing is kind of right for Minnesota here. I think I'd have interest in Reed. I'd have interest in like one of Edwards or Anthony if Gobert sits. It's just not like... Carly Towns is not a guy that's going to go out and get 20 rebounds with Gobert out. He's going to see a bump in rebounding percentage and rebound chances, but... I don't know. I, I think it'd be one of Towns or Edwards for me. I just, I love Edwards ceiling scoring wise. And I think that, I mean, if, if Gobert's out, does that mean like Wimby's playing defense on Cat? Yeah, I, I think that is what they would do. Yeah, Cat would slide to the five and Kyle Anderson would jump into the uh, starting lineup. I do think Kyle Anderson would be in play in that situation. He played like 30 minutes in the, in the last game. His price is 4,700, which is not great, but he's been really solid uh, 
when given chances. Uh, so I, I like Kyle Anderson. if He's going to start and play 30 plus minutes. Towns versus Edwards is a tough call for me too. I, I think it's Anthony Edwards, even though he's a little bit more expensive. Uh, typically Towns is the guy that we want to jam in when Gobert misses, but I agree. I don't love the Wemby defense on him. Like cat, even if he tries to shoot three pointers, like Wemby can block those. So I think it's a tougher matchup for cat if Gobert sits. Uh, so give me, give me Edwards over Towns. But uh, Kyle Anderson, I think, is the play. Nas Reed is just a little bit too pricey, even with Gobert out. Like, yeah. 5,700 is a big ask. If he was 4,700, he'd be a jam him in type of play. But at 5,700, that, that's a big price tag. Watch the Gobert news. If Gobert gets ruled out here, I think you jump on. I just looked at Edwards at 27.5 points. If you get yeah. news that Gobert sits, I'd jump on that as fast as I could. Like, I, I would jump on the over on that. I mean, he's yeah, hit totally it. In, he's hit it in four straight, and he could just hit it if you want to bet it early. But a huge bump for Edwards if if Wimby is going to be guarding Cat in this game. All right, Charlotte at Milwaukee is where we finish it out here. Two twenty-four and a half total in this game. Milwaukee is a fourteen and a half point favorite. Ball Williams out. Bertans questionable. Middleton out for Milwaukee. Let's talk Charlotte. What do you like here going up against Milwaukee? 14 and a half is too much. First of all, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, we, uh, Charlotte has been a much better team since the trade deadline. Uh, Trey Mann has come in and played really well. Grant Williams has been outstanding for this team. Um, where do you think Charlotte's defensive rating ranks since Trey Mann and Grant Williams and Vasily Micic and these guys have been playing for them? Seventh. They are second in defensive rating since you thought I was going to say Lucas. second by your face when I yeah said no I thought you nailed it yeah <laughs> but I, like Charlotte's been playing awesome they're five and one since that uh, trade the the game that they played right before the trade happened to be Milwaukee and they blew them out Milwaukee blew them out by thirty something points in that last game so Charlotte's a better team now I I do agree or like fully believe that Grant Williams and Trey Mann even Michich and, and Steph Curry, like they've improved this team. So that's a lot of words to say. I, I I have some interest here. I think the matchup against Milwaukee is good. Milwaukee plays really fast. They're not a great defensive team. So I have interest here. Um, I think Trey Mann would be my favorite play at 5,600. I think Brandon Miller and my uh, Miles Bridges definitely have upside. Prefer Bridges slightly, I think, just to do, does a little bit of everything. I've been playing a lot of Bridges lately, and he finds a ceiling quite often. I think this is, even with Giannis on the other side, I think it's a pretty decent spot in an up-paced game for him. Um, but the Charlotte team is is better than people give him credit for. All right. Since you're throwing all your stats out, you know where Milwaukee ranks over the last 10 games in defensive rating? I have not checked that. Um, I, this could go one of two ways. Either they've been really good or really bad. I think it's really bad. I'm going to go like 26th. Eighth. Okay. So they're seventeenth on the yeah. season. They've been playing a lot better with Doc at coach. Um, it's something that we we knew was going to happen. Just overall, they were going to play better defense. But I don't know. Like Trey Mann at fifty six hundred, he his upside has been kind of capped here recently. I, I don't think I want to pay eighty five hundred for Bridges. I don't think I want to pay sixty eight hundred for Miller. So I, I think like Nick Richards might be my favorite play from Charlotte here. That just sounds weird, but I mean, 
I, I don't mind Richards, and I, re- I really wish Grant Williams was playing a little bit more minutes. I, I would be more interested if he was in that like 30-minute range here. And maybe he does eventually get there. But, yeah, I, I mean, I think that my favorite play here is going to be Richards. And then on the Milwaukee side, not only, like, like you mentioned, Charlotte has been a team that has been better defensively, but they're still terrible at rebounding. They're still one of the worst rebounding teams in the NBA. Like they're bottom five still like over the, you know, with the trades and everything, they're just not a good rebounding team. I don't know if that's coaching or what you would think they'd get better rebounding. Cause I mean, they're doing so much better defensively. Kind of like Brooke Lopez. I know it sounds weird, but I think Brooke Lopez has a little bit of upside in this game. Obviously, Giannis has a huge ceiling in this game. If you like, you're pointing out, you think Charlotte's going to be better defensively here. So if we're going to get a closer game, maybe we're paying eleven five for Giannis. Maybe we're paying eighty six hundred for Lillard. Um, I think that this is a spot we could play one of these two studs. Yeah, I mean, I, I still have interest in, in Milwaukee. Like, I threw the, the Charlotte defensive stat out there, but I don't know that that's necessarily sticky. They're they're certainly a much improved defensive team. I just I don't think they're a top five defensive team. Um, I think this is a really good test here against Milwaukee. We'll see. Um, but yeah, interest in Giannis for sure. Interest in Lillard. I like the Brooke Lopez call. Um, always targeting bigs against Charlotte, so could certainly see him. He's not like the the best rebounder for a big. Uh, but he could certainly have a, a decent game here, so I'm on board with that. I don't think I'm messing it like any anything cheap here. Um, but Giannis and Lillard will be in the pool for sure. Derek wants to know first thought: Mitchich or Grimes? First thought is Grimes is a little bit better. I do like Mitchich quite quite a bit, uh, and he's certainly in play at 4K. And that, I'm sure that's why the question: once Grimes is 4100, Mitchich is 4K. Um, I, I wish like they're both going to play like right around 24, 25 minutes. I think, man, I, that's closer than I initially thought. Mitchish is actually, I think a, a pretty good play too. A huge lean on Grimes. If Cade sits huge oh, lean yeah, for sure. Then, yeah. then it's not, not really close. Then it, like if Cade plays, it probably come down to ownership for me. I think it's pretty coin flippy. Yep. Uh, I will say like doc, Absolutely love Malik Beasley and like me, Malik Beasley has been playing like the Middleton role minutes wise. Um, I don't necessarily hate him in a matchup here against Charlotte. Bobby Portis minutes have kind of dropped a little bit, maybe because he's not a great defender, but I do think that we could potentially take some shots here on Malik Beasley. I like his role. If he shoots the ball well and he has a good shooting night and puts up like, you know, 15 to 20 points, He's a guy that can get some steals. Um, he's very active defensively. I think that's one of the reasons that their defense has been better. Middleton's not a great defender, and Malik Beasley's been playing good defense. So, um, yeah, I think Beasley's okay in this spot against Charlotte. A lot of, still a lot of like young players for Charlotte. The turnover upside is there. Like Beasley's a guy that could like pick up like three to five steals in this game. It wouldn't shock me. So, um, don't mind taking some shots on him. All right, let's play the morning grind game. And then we'll get out of here. Nine games. There's a couple of late games not on the slate, like always. I'm not hating the late games being off of this slate for what it's worth. Um, Miami at Portland just sounds awful. And, I mean, Houston OKC would be fun, but I'm okay with there being – it's like a two-hour gap, and I feel like that's okay. Uh, Favorite play under 5K to go 7X. Who do you got? 
I've got Quentin Grimes here in the spot. Roll is increasing. Potential Cade sits on the back-to-back, and then he'd be an absolutely elite value, um, if, especially if he jumps into that starting lineup. But not a great matchup against Chicago, but just think he's underpriced for the role. Yeah, don't mind that. Um, I had him written down. Obviously, I talked about him a lot, and I knew Keith was going to do this to me, but it's okay. I, I lean, like right now, Schroeder at 4,800. Like thinking, like, like my thought process is Thomas sits. And if he does sit with the ankle, like he sprained his ankle. Like I highly doubt he plays. Anybody that's ever sprained their ankle knows it's worse on the next day than it is the day that it happens. I think Thomas sits. We already know Simmons is out. So give me Schroeder here at 4,800 as my under 5K play. Over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust today? I'm going to go Kyrie. Just a tough matchup against Cleveland. Luca doing everything. Um, just don't think he gets there. This is like one of my favorite plays this year, and he's made me money enough. I've like literally debated on getting um, a jersey, but I don't love this spot for Jalen Brunson today. I think I'm going to leave him on the bench on this one. 6X play. Who do you got for your 6X play today? I'm going to go Jordan Poole. Uh, 5,800 has been shooting a lot more coming off the bench, gets the matchup against the old team, Golden State. It's just, it, as long as the shot's fallen, I think he gets there. Uh, obviously, if he's not making his shots, it's going to be going to be a rough ride, but uh, should be a good spot here for Jordan Poole. Yeah, I'm actually going to stay in that same game and go Clay Thompson. I like Clay Thompson off the bench, and I like that he has more upside just in general here. So I like Clay a lot. I like AU a lot. I'm really sad that I thought for sure you were going DeAndre Hunter there, who we, we both liked quite a bit too. He was my let's get weird, but it's oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> uh, well, I like at, I'm gonna I was gonna look for another one in just a second. Cause I, I feel like as we talked about Hunter, I feel like he's gonna be popular. So I think I, he's I, gonna look pretty good in projections, yeah. Yeah. I am I am somewhat sad that Clay's like point prop isn't available. Like they have everybody else for Golden State, but not Clay. I like the spot for Clay a lot today. I think Clay's going to be low owned. Maybe not because of the matchup, but I, I think Hunter is more owned than Clay. All right, there you go. Well, maybe so I should just flip. Yeah, yep. flip. <laughs> there you go. Uh, let's get rid of GPP play of the day. Who do you got? So I had Mitchich in this spot, but he might be a little bit popular also. Um, the other angle I was looking at is a potential blowout with Detroit on a back-to-back. If Cade ends up sitting... Um, I think Chicago could potentially blow them out. So uh, Javon Carter's been playing more minutes here. Guy who should should be taking a lot of shots here. If the blowout gets him up to 24, 25 minutes, he's almost minimum price at 3,100. I don't hate that as a, a tournament dart throw. I'm going to go to Keontae George as my let's get weird GPP play. He's priced up a little bit here. I'm go- I, I really think DeJounte Murray is going to get a lot of defense on Sexton in this game. And if that happens, I think Keontae George has a lot of upside. Really like Keontae George in this matchup. You're going to hear me talk about him again here in a second in the betting portion of the show, but um, I like Keontae George quite a bit. Let's go to that betting portion of the game. What do you got for us today, Keith? I've got DeJounte Murray over 39.5 points, rebounds, and assists. He just had 45 PRA without Trey in the last game in a really tough matchup against Orlando. Now he gets a great matchup against Utah. So 39 and a half PRA for, for DeJounte is a little bit too low. Let me jump on that one real quick. Um, pull that up. 
I got a, I got a fun a fun one today. Hold on, I'm, get, I'm getting my Dejounte Murray in 39 and a half before this increases. So um, jumped on that one with Keith. My bet today for the morning grind game is a single game parlay. And I'm going back to that game as well. I'm going to go Keontae George over 14 and a half points. DeAndre Hunter over 17 and a half points. And then I'm going to use an alt line on DeJounte Murray at 19 and a half points and take the over on those three point props as my single game parlay. It's going to change depending on what book you're using. The hard rock, I was able to get it at plus 350. I like that at plus 350. So... That is my bet for this slate. And I know you had a line that you liked, so go ahead and give that out. Yeah, there was one that was standing out to me. Charlotte has been a much better team since the trade deadline. Uh, matchup against Milwaukee and their 14.5-point underdogs. They lost by 36 to this team right before the trade deadline. Uh, but Charlotte's 5-1 and one since the trade deadline. They've been playing outstanding defense. I just I, th- I think that they have a good chance to keep this game closer than the 14.5. So give me Charlotte plus 14.5 against Milwaukee. Yeah, I'm going to go to like the the flip side of my bet here and take a big favorite. And I'm going to take Boston minus 12 and a half against Philly. Philly's been atrocious lately. Boston is fully healthy. They look fantastic. They got down a little bit against the Knicks and like came back and ended up winning that game by like 14. I think this line is a little soft for as bad as Philly's been playing with this game in Boston. Give me the Celtics minus 12 and a half today um, against Philadelphia. Wouldn't obviously take this line if Embiid was there, but I do think there's value in this line with this Philadelphia team playing the way that they're playing right now. So um, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Nope, I don't have anything. All right, that's it for today. Appreciate everyone hanging out with us over there on YouTube. If you'd like to hang out with us on YouTube, Roto Grinders Morning Grind over there on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, turn on notifications, hit subscribe. We're getting so close to a thousand. Tell you tell your friends. Everybody hit it. Let's get it. Have a good one, everyone. We'll be back tomorrow talking hoops. Hope you crush tonight.